Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, coming in your ears. Shabba, hello, and welcome to the news. <laughs> I was trying to time ears. it for when you were drinking your drink. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. <laughs> hello, listeners. We're back again with some more wrestling news from around the world. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll kick things off, as always, with some WWE news. Um Big injury news coming out this week uh, off the back of WrestleMania backlash. The Miz has torn his ACL. Dave Meltzer said uh, he tore his ACL, but we don't know the severity of the tear. The last I heard is that it might be a partial tear. um, So that might not be serious. If it's a full tear, the surgery is probably seven, eight, even nine months. At 40 years old, that's not the best thing in the world. He'll come back from it, and I'm sure he will. But that's a lot of time off. Hopefully for the best that it's a partial and he can make uh, a quicker recovery. But it is a legitimate injury. Uh, Fightful then added uh, afterwards that when we spoke to talent and staff on Tuesday morning, uh, that they said watching the monitors during the match, they couldn't tell something. That, sorry, they could tell something was wrong, but didn't think it was as serious as a torn ACL uh, and credited him for how much, uh, for, sorry, credited him uh, for getting through the rest of the match. Uh, as seen on the show, there was a specific finish they were getting to, and Miz was applauded figuratively for making sure that he got there despite the serious injury. This is the first major injury of Miz's career. That's mad. And Triple H there, hasn't he? Is it? <laughs> carried on. Despite, when he, t- when he tore his quad and carried on. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, speedy recovery for Miz. Um, it, it, was, it looked like it was uh, on the wheel kick, didn't it? Mm. Uh, like Off he, he kind of holds the knee. Yeah. Um, fair play to him. Like he's. Oh mate, yeah. He, he went. He went through like another ten minutes of that that match, and what a fucking bad match to it. I know. It is ACL, <laughs> but also the like the finish, the way like Priest set up that um that hit the lights. That wasn't exactly wasn't exactly something that you could you could do like with a mm. severely injured knee. So credit yeah. to Miz for that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, true professional. Yeah, get what soon is. Fightful Select also added, um, as did a few a few of the not new so- sources in regards to the zombies. In case you're wondering of who some of the WWE zombies were, we've learned some of the identities. Many were WWE Performance Center wrestlers, including Joe Gacy, former CZW star. Others included Daniel Vidal, Cal Bloom, son of Beverly Brothers Wayne Bloom. Oh, no um, way. Yeah. I didn't um, realise he was the son of them, or one of them. Yeah. Ah, awesome. I, I didn't either. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Hiro Kurashio, who is going by a different name now, but I can't remember. Oh, isn't the name he's going by now is Ikamen Hiro. Um, okay. He's had a few matches on Tour 5 Live. He, he's one of like that 
class of exciting uh, cruiserweight guys that Regal's brought in. Uh, and Asher Hale, who made his NXT debut um, two weeks ago against Cameron Grimes. Uh, Scotty Two Hearts oh, yeah. was also one of the zombies um, <laughs> there. Uh, in a further update, Jason Baker was the guy responsible for the zombie crew. Um, he's obviously the guy behind um, like a lot of the Fiend stuff. Um, and also uh, some of the other names include the Chance Barrow, Joe Ariola, uh, Bronson Rick Steiner, son of Rick Steiner. Drew Casper, Jacob Casper, uh, Ari Sterling, a.k.a. Um, Alex Zane, who's another new signer news. Very right. exciting. Uh, August Gray, um, Jake Atlas, and Zion Quinn, a.k.a. Brendan Vink. Um, so, yeah. Um, a lot awesome. of, a lot, it's, it's cool that Scotty Too Hot got involved in that. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of them. I, I thought it was pretty cool. It's it's always uh, there's a lot of guys there who you'll probably will probably end up seeing like a 24 documentary on going. I was a zombie and then yeah, I made yeah. WrestleMania. I love um, it when those things come out like how many weeks, months, or even years later, where like there's the the one of Triple H and there's the three women that walked into the ring and it ended. It was Charlotte, Charlotte Sasha, Sasha Banks, and Bliss, and then. What was the other one? <laughs> of course you were. Um, CM Punk on Cena's entrance. That's at WrestleMania it. 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the gangster. And he's yeah. like right foot, front and centre. Yeah. Um, there's the one also, where, um, was it the Undertaker's entrance or was it Bray's Undertaker's entrance? Was all the one. hands, like the zombies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then the picture come out and it was like the Ascension, Xavier Woods. That's uh, it. Those th- those loads of like big names who did it. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's always cool to see. Um and yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a few guys there. I'm sure we'll probably be talking about in a much higher regard in like a year or two. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, uh, Russell votes uh, have heard from a variable, variable, very reliable source that Fox has privately pushed for return of live crowds over the past few weeks, actively seeking updates on timeframes, etc. They'd like their billion-dollar investment on the same playing field as uh, the MLB, Major League Baseball, and NBA, and others. WWE have officially... uh, uh, God, I can't speak today. WWE have officially announced that they will be back on tour and bringing fans back from the 16th of July for the episode of SmackDown, uh, which will be in Houston, Texas. There's been a further 25 days added to that, uh, including Money in the Bank, which will be taking place in Fort Worth and the Raw uh, after which will take place in Dallas, additional dates are set to be announced in the coming weeks. So yeah, we're getting crowds back within what the next mm, two months. Two months. Yeah, yeah. Not even that. Six weeks, really. Isn't it? Yeah. Six to eight weeks. Uh, um, it's good, provided it's safe. It's good. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen whether in what capacity they're going to be brought back in. Whether yeah, it's going to be a hundred percent. I mean, I, I doubt it. You hope that it was going to be. 50 60 maybe yeah it's i mean it was surprising that aw were doing 100 percent for double or nothing in two mm. weeks um yeah well actually um and then obviously um there's there's other uh promotions coming back which we'll touch on later all around that same time i yeah i get the, an aw back on touring like the week before that as well mm. i get the impression like double or nothing's kind of like the tester isn't it yeah 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 he, I don't want to. I don't want to play devil's advocate here, but even though like 
we're going on. Oh God, it's hundred percent. It's it's less people than we're actually at WrestleMania. So yeah, that's true. That like may I don't know. I don't know. I, I still think it's a bad idea myself, but maybe maybe they're like trying it in a smaller venue to see if it'll work and if it's safe and if it is, then roll with it. They have done a few gigs in Daly's place as well. And okay. There wasn't too too many, if any, cases of COVID that came out of that from what I've looked up. Mm. So who knows? Either way, it'll be good to have fans back. Um, yeah, yeah. It made the the world of difference for Mania. Um, it's it's part of the reason why I'm so excited for Double or Nothing. The fact that we're going to have fans in attendance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jungle Boys on the card now as well. So we're going to get Tarzan Boy fucking blared out with all the fans. <laughs> Um, <laughs> moving on, um, Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast has said that WWE are planning new sets for Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Matt Men podcast, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, originally broke the story of NXT changing nights. Uh, they've also, um, two other things that I didn't write down because I didn't have time to actually listen to the quote, uh, said that AW and NXT are due some new belts soon Ooh. not as in new belt designs as in absolutely Actual brand new brand titles belts. yeah i know aw uses a trios title i'm, I'm not too sure what nxt uses any spec like what do you think it could be a women's NXT, mid-card belt a women's mid-card belt something that's been thrown around a little bit and they've got they've absolutely got enough women that they could do like a women's north american title yeah yeah um yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't even be against like a TV title for the men. Mm, yeah, you, yeah. You look, you look at how much like AEW have benefited from like the TNT title mm-hmm. and being able to have like championship, like big, high quality, high caliber championship matches on their weekly TV show, and it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to affect the world title picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And e- even though they could do that with the North American, and they obviously did this week. They still kind of have like a bit of a rigid sort of defense thing where yeah. they'll, they'll they'll only do like a, a big title defense every now and again. Mm. But then they, they've kind of been using the cruiserweight cha- championship as a TV title. So I think yeah, women's yeah. mid-card titles probably more likely. But in regards to the new Raw and SmackDown sets, um I I quite liked what they had for SmackDown before um before the lockdown. What was that again? Remind me. It was basically like an LED version of the old like SmackDown ring set. I can't remember what that looked like. I'll have to look it up now. So it was like it was like three rings on itself, but it was just instead of being the whole entrance, it was just the entrance way. Um, oh, I remember what you meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looked it looked awesome though. So I, I mean. The only, the only the only way they can really fucking change Seth for SmackDown is to bring back the SmackDown fist. Just do it. Give us what we want. Cowards. Everyone wants it. Just give us what we want. <laughs> uh, speaking of giving us things that we want, uh, Mike Johnson from PW Insider said that Keith Lee is not injured uh, and it's just a creative issue. He said that WWE are keeping the cards uh, close to their chest as to why he's not being used. How do you not have anything for Keith Lee? I uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's no idea. Absolutely baffling. It, it's like 
Um, yeah, it's who knows. Um, <laughs> it, honestly, who knows? Like it's um, he, he must have done something to upset Vince. That's the only thing I can think of. But even then, it's like like you've got a guy so charismatic, so mm. talented, and nuts. Yeah, you, you can't think of something to do. His, his last match, other than... Well, no, he, he, had, he had two matches, didn't he? But his last proper match, like, or big match, was his match with Drew, wasn't it? Yeah. He had, like, he had that match against Riddle where it was, like, the number one contenders match. Mm. But other than that, Drew. Um, so, yeah, just crazy. Mad. Um, speaking of things people haven't got... Uh, WWE haven't got for... We're told, Fightful Select reported, we're told that Jinder Mahal had been ready for a television return for months. Um, one half of Jin uh, in the share, Rinku Singh joined him along with Dilsa, Dilsa Shanky. I think I've said that right. Um, we were told that the other half of uh, in the share, Sorov, was deemed not television ready. Um, and they've also been told that at the moment, Sorov Gujar is actually back home in India and has been for quite a while. There are no plans for him to return to television imminently. Um, I mean, he's the guy who accidentally leaked on Instagram that Keith Lee won the NXT title. <sighs> oh, dear. So maybe there's a little bit of heat on him. Maybe. <laughs> Don't hold me to that. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Um, it's a shame, though. It'd be nice to see, like, like all of them, like even with this, this uh, the guy that uh, Delsa Shanky, like a big faction, like of just big hoss men, uh, but probably not going to yeah, get that. Yeah, because like in the share were massive anyway. They were beasts. And Rinku, um, aka Via, looks tiny compared to Shanky. Yeah, yeah, looks like a very small man. So they could have Shanky as like the big, huge guy. Um, in the share, it was just the heavies, and then Jinder's not not exactly a small guy, is he? Jinder's not a small man. <laughs> just just an absolute fucking stable of horses from India, <laughs> or in Jinder's case, Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still <laughs> plans to do NXT India, isn't there? Like maybe Sarav is over there for that. I mean, I think I think there was until. Covid's kind of like killing the country at the moment. Wow! Uh, oh shit! Yeah, of course. Like they're real. They're in a really bad way. Mm. Um, so who knows? Mm. But, Time will tell. So. Uh, next up, Sports Illustrated and WrestleVotes have both reported that SummerSlam will take place in Las Vegas, Nevada this year. There's been lots of back and forth talk over the last few weeks as to where it potentially might be, but it sounds like it's. Well, likely what's, to be there now what's interesting is like a lot of these places that have been kind of touted mooted, yeah as places for summer slam so like texas various places in texas that's going to be the first weekend back mm. um phoenix arizona that's kind of like i think i'm pretty sure it's on the way between like texas and vegas all right um so it's almost as if they're going to be doing one big fucking road trip yeah, yeah, 25 yeah. but then that would that make sense mm. um i suppose for for the thunder well no they're not even gonna have the thunder down are they i don't I, well they might do who knows 
Um, it sounds like they're kind of, they're not. I think it was BT Sports earlier. The thing you put in our group earlier, where they were like, mm. who's the MVP of the Thunderdome? So it sounds like they're kind of, that's, that, that'll be it. There won't be kind yeah. of any iteration of I, it or. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind while doing like absolute limited fans. Um, Still including it as part of the setup. Yeah, do what you do with NXT. Yeah, so have the Thunderdome like across the, the back top. and the fans in the front. Yeah. Yeah, it um, makes for a nice visual. Yeah, I- interestingly enough, um, this first like touring loop, they haven't said whether they're going to go back to the Thunderdome or like they, you'd assume this is a test run. Yeah. Like 25 yeah. dates. It's enough time for them to kind of see if it's safe. See the lay of the land, test the waters. Yeah, to see whether they're going to expand further and bring more fans in or they're going to go back to the Thunderdome. Yeah. Um, Maybe they just do that. They do 25 days on the road, then they do a couple of months Thunderdome and something like that. I don't know. Interestingly, the last date coincides with uh, AEW's All Up pay-per-view. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Same weekend, so that'll, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Indeed. Whether there's any uh, bidding wars for venues and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, should we should we go to the big news of the week, which is NXT? I say big news. There's fucking loads of big news there's this week. Loads. Last loads. week we were complaining there wasn't much. This week has been nonstop. <laughs> um, so, uh, NXT made a series of releases on May nineteenth. Uh, full list of the NXT talent that have been released by the company, uh, according to reports from various sources, are Lightning Rod, Drake Wirtz, Jay Clemens, who was uh, the referee that yeah. Seth Rollins had, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Alexander Wolf from Imperium, which was a big surprise. Skylar Story, aka Brandy Lauren. Um, that was quite a surprise as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Ezra Judge, aka EJ and Duca. Um, Meltzer's been like losing his shit over that one because he said like apparently he was like one of the guys everyone was saying was going to be like the next big thing uh, Jessamine Duke which again huge huge surprise there Vanessa Bourne and Kavita Devi um, all the talent have a 30 day no compete clause mad there's, there's a few in there that are very very surprising um, yeah, we've got we've got we've been some them. additional details on all on a few of them. So the ones that we haven't, we'll just kind of cover. Uh, Vanessa Bourne, she'd been called up to the main roster. That was quite a surprise, I think. Yeah, she'd been called up like January 2020 and was just doing fuck all. Um, and a lot of people have come out and said how like good she was. Um, and how the surprise that they didn't have anything for her. Mm. She's even said that she she pitched like storylines that then would use by other women yeah uh, that's not on yeah so interesting very interesting mm. um, Ezra Judge Jake is a Butt. surprising one because he's an absolute unit and like you say it sounded like they had big things planned for him yeah um, Meltzer said it, said it best when he said he's got a body like Luger and the ability of uh, Orton yeah which yeah. kind of like Tells you all you need to know, really. If you've got a yeah. guy like that on your books, why on earth would you release him? Mm. Um, especially with something that we're about to talk about. <laughs> um, and Kavita Devi as well. She was someone... Um, was she one of the NXT India talents? Yeah, she was in the May Young Classic yeah. um, and she'd appeared in um, 
the women's battle royal at WrestleMania. That was oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember. Also, she posted she posted a few things. Um, she's back in India. I'm pretty sure she had like a few family members who were, like in really bad health. Like, oh shit. I think her mother and her husband as well were both like in really bad ways. So maybe, maybe she like that's like a compassionate release. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but either way, uh, wish them all the best of luck in the yeah, future yeah. endeavors. Absolutely. Didn't mean to say that like that, but that's, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> in, in the nicest way possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh boy, this next one. Um, there's an awful lot to get through here and there. Um, yeah. Do, do you want to take this one? <laughs> I mean, I'll let you take this one, mate. All right, if you fine. Fightful, <laughs> <laughs> Fightful had uh, more to add over the Drake Mert situation. Uh, and his release saying that in wake of versus backstage uh, NXT County Commission video and news that he wasn't allowed in the CWC for weeks, more people that had spoken about him off record were more willing to go on the record. Several names at the performance center claimed that Drake had nuclear heat brought on him uh, on by himself uh, for the better part of a year. This follows instances where WWE had to warn him about attending events without a mask and not being vaccinated, and several attempts for political plays were told. Uh, In regards to political plays, the roster were well aware that Drake had been trying to position himself for certain roles within the company and was willing to put heat on others to try and get there and attempted numerous times. There were a couple of instances um, where minorities within NXT took exception to the way things were worded by Drake uh, one situation we've heard of involved um, the also released Ezra Judge almost feeling the need to get physical with Drake. There were numerous times when talent, specifically people of colour, went to NXT higher-ups about situations like this. Last year's NXT In Your House uh, gained Drake Wirtz significant heat after the show as a story of his behaviour circulated. Triple H gave a speech in the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement, which saw him say, and paraphrasing, that all people, races, genders, and religions were welcomed. We were told that when religions were mentioned, Wurtz's attitude changed immediately, and he aggressively gathered his belongings and left. In the months following, no fewer than 10 wrestlers have told Fightful that they didn't feel comfortable or safe working around Drake Wurtz. He was also known to have loudly criticised wrestlers for getting vaccinations or even simple flu shots. I mean, he sounds like a blurt, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's a fucking absolute shame if, like, just to go into a bit of his backstory before WWE. So he was a deathmatch wrestler called Drake Younger. Um, he had a lot of issues with drug abuse and addiction, and he managed to overcome them. Mm. Um, born again Christian, and it seems like that kind of a lot of people have said that kind of like born again Christian thing of his. Uh, he's, it's almost like that's his new addiction. Yeah. And it's almost like he's kind of like fundamentalist to, with, to a degree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, as I say, it's a shame because of such a redemption story to then go on to this. Yeah. And, Jesus. Yeah. and there's a lot of, a lot of wrestlers who have said they were friends with him who don't want anything to do with him anymore. Cause he's just a fucking nut job. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, Especially like that, that thing about the Black Lives Matter thing. Jesus, and it's mad. <laughs> he, even like he was 
there was a video that come out of him talking at like a school board thing last week uh, and he missed NXT for it. And wow. he was kind of like, he was talking about like uh, masks pre- preventing child trafficking and all that. And obviously no one wants child trafficking. That's, that's, that's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, yeah. But like the masks thing, come on, man. Come mm. on. Like, um, and he was talking about how he wasn't getting his kids vaccinated and he got, he got angry about people. Uh, oh no, sorry. He was kind of like applauding people saying he didn't want black history taught in the schools and stuff like that. And Jesus, he seems like he's just gone off the fucking off the rails. rails. Really. Yeah. Um, he was posting about being a proud boy like last year as well. Really? Um, yeah. Like he's, um, it, it, him and, and the other release that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, two releases that I'm surprised haven't happened a lot sooner um, but I think it's it, it's good they finally have acted and obviously we, we talked about it last week and there's people within the company who felt like maybe they weren't going to release him because of, because of his beliefs because yeah. it was like it would look almost like discriminatory mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of like it's come at a good time for them where obviously they're doing a bit of, they're doing sprinkling, kind of like well, not sprinkling, spring cleaning anyway. Yeah. So to, yeah. That they can kind of just like go, oh, well, you, we're no longer, you're no longer needed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I say, just doesn't sound like a very nice fellow, does he? Um, no. And uh, it's, it's a crying shame considering how much he's overcome yeah. with like addiction and stuff like that. You can't you can't take that away from like that's one thing I will say you can't take away mm-hmm. what he's overcome in the past, but the way the person he's become because of that. Mm, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> um moving on anyway to some brighter news, I guess. Uh Jessamine Duke also addressed their release on a YouTube and Switch channels OK Gamer, saying uh, as far as this stuff goes, nothing is changing. My stream, my channel, all that's the same. More importantly, and that I want all of you to know up up down down is still my home restart is still not going anywhere so everyone can relax sit back and enjoy knowing that tomorrow a brand new episode of restart that today at time recording will still be premiering um, we will still have brief Fridays and we will still have uh, BRE content coming out of our ears um, that's not going anywhere basically what I've been doing the last six months or so is exactly what I'm going to keep doing I know I have an amount of an immense amount of support and it is overwhelming. I appreciate you guys. Up of Down Down is my home. They have my back. We are in this together and we are a family. So that's awesome. It's it still very it much sound, part of that. Yeah, Wood's put out saying like Up of Down Down's family and no one's going anywhere. It, it sounds as if she's been released from a talent contract, but she's yeah. still within the company as part of Up of Down Down. She's obviously been doing a lot of like kind she's of. Got them, she's got them one of them two contract deals, isn't she? She's got a two contract cutlass thing going on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, she so she's like um she's she's obviously been doing a lot of work behind the scenes for up up down down and a lot a lot of work with like Miriam, Shayna Baszler and Dakota Kai as well. Um and yeah, it, it's good to see because I, I really enjoy their content. Like yeah, she's do, cool. Do she's a lot, really, they really do a lot good. of uh, yeah, they do a lot of like co-op stuff. Um because as well, she'd like literally just finished a live stream and got the call. Ah, oh, really? Yeah, like I, I um, I'd watch, I'd watched it like 
I, I'd like been dipping in and out of it, like streaming some game, some zombie game called Zomboid. Um, right. And like at the end, she went, Oh, right, I'm, I'm gone, guys. Uh, the, my internet's crashing, the game's crashing. She kept like looking away. I was like, Oh, God. Oh, no. And then, like, about an hour later, it was like announced she'd been released. So, shit, man. Yeah. Um, but at, at least, as I say, at least she's kind of sticking around in that, in that like capacity. Um, yeah, absolutely. Meltzer had said as well, she'd been dealing with injuries for the last like six to eight months. So mm. maybe that that's uh, maybe that's part of it as well. Yeah. Uh, sticking with those releases, uh, Alexander Wolf revealed on his Twitter that his contract was due to expire on June 15th. Uh, so him being released hasn't really changed anything. Um, I'm interested to see where he goes because I had a lot of time for him. I thought he was awesome. Um and yeah. I was sort of like, well, it felt like they were really going somewhere with the the Imperium stuff over on NXT and kind of teasing him. Lead. Well, I mean, obviously he has gone now, but, you know, some kind of He's internal. Really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a disappointing one for me. But excited to see where he goes next. Uh, and, yeah, all the best to him. Yeah. Um He's changed his name on Twitter back to his old name, Axel. Yeah, Axel Tisha. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's also um, he's got a few ties within still within the US um, and he's got some ties with Impact Wrestling he's got some ties with uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsports as well he's got people booked okay. on that and he's been kind of like vouching for Killer Kelly to get bookings and someone else will be talking about shortly to get book, to get bookings and trials um, so yeah it's it, either, wherever he lands he's going to do well he's an awesome wrestler Um and yeah, it, it's it sounds as if maybe he was he just didn't want to resign anyway. Yeah, like that with him saying his contract was due to expire June the fifteenth, and I'm getting released a month earlier. Yeah, I guess so. Because he said he even said, "Oh yeah, like with my release clause, it's only like four extra days. I've got to wait." Yeah, like yeah, no too much. Is. Yeah, so um, oh boy, oh boy, let's get to the. Uh, <laughs> Let's get to the fucking other big one. Uh, so uh, we deliberately left this one off because it's a big day, a, quite a big one. It happened a day later as well. PW Insider reported that Velveteen Dream was released May twentieth. Um, Fightful added that Dream had been at many, hadn't been at many NXT tapings of, as of late, and hadn't wrestled in twenty twenty since twenty twenty. Um, he had been coming to open ring, whatever that is, um, and there was a growing concern in the company. He was being set up to help coach classes. Canyon Seaman uh, emailed within WWE at about four forty-five to deliver news that to those in the company the Dream had a thirty that uh, the Dream had been released and he has a thirty-day non-compete clause. Something tells me that's not that's going to be longer than thirty days before we see him again. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't believe they were like after the allegations that were made against him. Obviously, not in, like he's not been convicted or anything. Um, mm. So, but I mean, if if you if you've seen what's come out, it's pretty damning. Yeah. Um, but Jesus Christ, like they, they were going to set him up to be a coach. Like that's the last thing you want to do with someone with that kind of reputation. Mm. Um. To add to this, a couple of people made comments about it. Um, Rob Schamberger, who's the guy who does like all the art prints for WWE. Um. And he, he awesome artist to check him out if you haven't already. 
tweet shortly after Dream's release saying, without saying anything further, he was the single most unprofessional person I've encountered in this business. I hope this is a wake-up call he needs to start doing the emotional work to become a better person, all told. Jesus. Um, yeah. And every like a load of people are commenting going, that coming from him as well. Like that that shows how much of like a dick he must have been. Um, wow. So regardless of like the allegations of abuse Whatever, though, yeah. and misconduct that have come out, mm. it, it just sounds like he generally was just a not bit of a, a very nice person. <laughs> yeah. Um I know a few people I'd spoken to that had, had met him at uh download festival a few years ago when NXT came over and he was wandering about through the crowd. I think someone asked for his autograph or someone like, you know, asked for a photo or something. And apparently he was just a dick, like a prop, like standoffish, like absolutely not like, who are you sort of thing? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen him. I've, I'm on a wrestling group. I'm on a, a lot of people were kind of talking about encounters the other them and like, yeah, he seemed like a piece of shit anyway. Um, Sean Ross Sapp also said yesterday on his live stream that when, Whenever he'd ask talent if they'd heard the Velveteen Dream story, they more often than not he'd be rep- replied with which one. Um, and uh, the last one, uh, John Alba, who's a, a sports journalist, he covers a lot of wrestling stuff as well. Also tweeted out saying, "Yesterday, WWE talent texted me in the aftermath of the Drake Words news. Dream has got to be next." Bloody hell! Um, so yeah, that that kind of. That that kind of like shows. Um, it, it this was a long time coming. This should have happened last year, in my yeah. opinion. Um, like Triple H come out and said we've done our own internal investigation within the allegations, and it's come up clean. Um, an interesting thing to note was when they first brought like the wrestlers in the crowd for the performance center. Mm none of the other wrestlers even acknowledged him when he like came out. Like they didn't boo, they didn't cheer. Just nothing. They just, they just gave him silence. Um fucking which hell. speaks volumes, speaks volumes doesn't, it? doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um should we go from some releases to some potential new side signs? Yeah. Uh, Fight Force learned uh, of the names from this week's WWE male tryouts. Headlined by John Schuyler, Jason Wade, Wheeler Utah, Alexander James, and others. Uh, bear with us. This is quite an extensive list. Um, so, yeah, there's Tyson Maddox, 34 years old, uh, specifically told he has a fantastic drop kick. Worked of AW, uh, in AW Dark, uh, teaming with Sean Dean. Uh, Ray Jazz, 25 years old, has worked in Northeast and appeared on multiple episodes of AW Dark. Tony Vega, age 29, six foot one, 210 pounds. Idris Abraham, 29-year-old cruiserweight, worked on the Global Battle Royale on WWE in 2018 as the Sultan of Shwarma and the main event match against the Ascension in 2015. He also has over a dozen impact wrestling matches. Uh, Rayo, a 29-year-old um, wrestler listed from Peru, Worked a dozen Ring of Honor and Future of Honor dates, including a couple of the New Japan uh, and Ring of Honor shows. He's also uh, worked uh, a few short Evolve matches. Uh, Robert Fuchs, uh, 29 years old, six foot tall, 210 pounds. Nate Carter, 34 years old, six foot tall, 265 pounds. And David McCall, 34 years old, six foot two, 220 pounds. 
both of those CZW regulars who have also worked um, beyond as the tag team, uh, as a tag team rather, uh, known as the Rep. Uh, and they also wrestled on GCW Fight Forever. Uh, Brady Pierce, 29 years old, six foot four, 225 pounds, wrestled on seven um, summer 2020 AEW dark episodes, usually in tag matches. Uh, where it's regular in the Georgia area. Wheeler Utah, 24 years old, one of the higher profile invitees. Uh, it's been working with Ring of Honor TV as of late and as a beyond regular. He's also appeared in televised matches for MLW and appeared for uh, most high level indies such as CZW, GZW, AW, uh, sorry, AIW, uh, Evolve, uh, Tasty Favorite, Chikara, and AAW. Uh, we've also got Will Allday, 32 years old, appeared on four episodes of AW Dark in April. He's worked numerous matches, um, uh, numerous UWN and championship wrestling uh, matches uh, from Hollywood shows. Uh, he actually won a match on WWE Raw against Kurt Hawkins by disqualification in June 2018. I mean, everyone won a match against Kurt Hawkins back then. Yeah, don't, um, don't worry about it. <laughs> David Ali, 32 years old, worked 11 AEW dark matches between June 2020 and April of this year, mostly in tag team action. Also has some experience in WWN, uh, working style battle shows. Ariel Levy, 36-year-old Chilean wrestler who appeared on a couple uh, of December 2020 episodes of AEW Dark. Uh, Joshua Dawkins, 23 years old, Orlando-based professional wrestler who trained at Devon Dudley School. Uh, EJ Risk and Eric, Je- or, uh, sorry, Eric James, 33 years old, um, wrestled on AEW Dark in February, uh, but probably most well-known to WWE fans as Lana's first husband from the wedding with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Uh, John Schuyler, 33 years old. Uh, he's been all over TV for years now, um, working recently uh, 14 times uh, for AEW on episodes of Dark over the course of a year. Also appeared on Raw, SmackDown, Main Event, NXT six times, Ring of Honor and TNA uh, in total nonstop deletion. Uh, he's been participating in EC3's Free the Narrative series as well. Uh, Patrick Scott, 24 years old, six foot two. Works the North Carolina scene a lot. Appeared in uh, episodes of NXT at just 19 and 20 years old, facing off against Kona Reeves and Heavy Machinery. Alex James, 29 years old, six foot two, 230 pounds. Another one of the more high-profile names in the tryouts. He's worked a lot with WXW and CZW, uh, in addition to Bloodsport and numerous indies as a successful, well-traveled independent wrestler. Um, and then moving on to the last couple, uh, Romeo Quevedo, 33 years old, six foot one, 270 pounds, uh, has heavily worked the Florida scene for over a decade, appeared in an episode of NXT in 2017, uh, where he lost to Authors of Pain. Jason Cade, age 30, uh, will be familiar with WWE fans as he's often seen training with Natalia. Um, and then also on Tour Five Live, Ring of Honor, AW Dark, uh, Raw, MLW, Impact, and Evolve, uh, as if they uh, weren't enough. Um, and then finally, Jake Logan, 27-year-old wrestler, trained by Dory Funk Jr., performed on AW Dark in April and as a WWN regular in 2020 and through into this year. He is also the youngest NWA national champion in history, winning it at only 23 years of age. Oh, quite the list. And the end, so, say again. You got there in the end. <laughs> quite the list, but it sounds like there's a lot of really exciting talent on there. 
Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like it, it's we, we laugh about uh, AEW Dark being like two hours and like it's just generally like enhancement matches, but this shows it like it's it's a really the good tool. Like, been on there, yeah, yeah. Like there, there's a um, women's tryout last month as well, and there was like four or five women who had been on Dark like pretty much like consistently throughout the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, there's like a couple of women, uh, Zoe Stark. Um, Cora Jade, Priscilla, Kelly's, uh, Gigi Dolan, the name is now in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. They have obviously as well featured on AEW Dark and then got signed up by WWE. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, um, it, it seems like a good tool. Uh, the ones that I'm aware of, I think Jason Cade used to be a referee, if I remember rightly. Okay. Um, in like within NXT, and then he got released, and then he's obviously having a trial as a wrestler now. Uh, Wheeler Utah, I've seen him in Ring of Honor a few times. He's awesome. He's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and Alexander James, um, the only experience I've seen of him was on Bloodsport uh, last year. And he looks like an absolute star in the making. <laughs> like, he, he, me, me and Aaron were both just looking at him like, holy shit. This guy looks <laughs> like a fucking star. Um, awesome. He, yeah, um, he's also uh, married to Killer Kelly, who's all oh, right. Okay, I believe she just signed with Impact, doesn't she? We covered that a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, Jason Kane, that- just looking him up, uh, was a guy that was fed to Alistair Black last year when he went on that run of just beating unknowns. Uh, also, I think he beat Leon Ruff as well, didn't he? He did. He yeah. fucking made Leon Ruff. <laughs> what's up? Um, sorry, lad, he's in a better his- place, yeah. Well, no, um, he's getting murdered by Swerve Scott, but yeah. Now he's getting, now he's getting murdered by fucking Top Dollar. I mean, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard of John Skyler, but I've, I've not seen any, any of his work. Um, mm. And yeah, Will All Day I've heard of as well. Um, yeah, I've heard of him. And as, as I say, like because a few of them have been on Dark, I'm, I'm familiar with a few of the names. I've not, mm. not seen too much, but yeah, I... I I'd be surprised if they didn't sign Wheelie Uther and Alexander James. I really would. Yeah. Um, Alexander James like has the look of a WWE guy, um, and he's a really just a really good wrestler as well. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, Wheelie Uther just awesome, and he's only twenty four, so would make sense. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com. Where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities. Shall we go from... AEW Dark guys getting trials to actual AEW news. Yes, boy. So we'll start off. Uh, we've got a trifecta of John Moxley news here. 
Um, so John Moxley's autobiography, Mox, is going to be available, is available for pre-order right now and is going to be released November the 2nd. I imagine that's, that's, that's gonna everyone's be, Christmas present at the podcast. I, I was going to say, I imagine <laughs> that's going to be a fucking awesome read. Yeah. Um, some of the stories he, he tells, like when he's cutting promos, like, fuck, is that real? <laughs> some, some of the stories he's told on him, on Renee's podcast, sound fucking mental as well. And she's yeah. just like, Wait, what? <laughs> like, love, you're married to him now. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll do all three of these. Uh, so, um, second bit of news is Tony Khan has revealed that moving forward, um, John Moxley is going to be coming out to Wild Thing. Um, he bought the rights to Wild Thing by X, the cover. Uh, he obviously came out in his match against Yuji Nagata to the original mm-hmm. by the Trogs. Um, it's a little reference to Atsushi Anita, Deathmatch Legend, um, <laughs> who's basically like you can see the comparisons between him and Mox when you look side yeah. by side. Like, at Sushi and Nita's entrance was he'd come out to Wild Thing, he'd sit on a chair, have a big swig of whiskey, whiskey and smoke a cigarette and then walk to the ring. While Amazing. Wearing like a le- while wearing like a leather jacket and jeans, just like Mox wears. As I say, um, isn't that pretty much exactly like <coughs> what Mox does? That's, yeah, pretty much identical. <laughs> um, when the world reopens, I wouldn't be surprised if Mox showed up in FMWE and had a match with Atsushi and Nita because <laughs> why wouldn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah, and um, so that, that's very cool. Obviously, there's also a film called Major League, which I think it's a reference to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mox apparently loves that film as well. <laughs> and finally, uh, some less less uh, deathmatchy, more lighthearted news. Um, Renny Paquette has revealed on a podcast this week that her and John Moxley's daughter will be called Nora after her grandmother, Eleanor. Oh, uh-huh. She must be due any day now, surely. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's lovely. That's yeah. wholesome news. Big fan of that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Kip Sabian has revealed on his Twitter that he has undergone successful surgery on his wrist. Uh, on the same day, the butcher, Andy Williams, revealed that he has had successful surgery on his thumb. So that's good. Yeah. I hope hope they're both back soon. Um, yeah. Kip also, when he put the picture out, he had like it looked like he had like a bandage or something on his shoulder. So I don't know if he's maybe had some work done on that as well. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the butcher, he, he put like a picture up because his hands are so fucking big. He had like a little scar on his thumb. And he went, look, I've got a, li- I've got a little glove for my hand. <laughs> Wholesome as shit, the butcher. Um, <laughs> also, Big Tasty's told, told me everyone here, uh, one of the things people love about um, AW tapings, like, the extras is that the butcher brings everyone peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, what a lad. Yeah, like like the dad of AEW. <laughs> Top guy. Oh, man, <laughs> peanut butter sandwiches in ages. Right, I'm smashing one of those after this. He, he's <laughs> he's just he's just done an interview with him on AEW's YouTube channel. Actually, it's only about seven minutes. I'm gonna check it out once we finish this. Yeah. Seems like a lovely fella considering he looks like he'd actually murder you. <laughs> um <clears throat> Moving on, but sticking with injury news, unfortunately, the Wrestling Observer has revealed that Ray Phoenix is also injured. He no. said Ray Phoenix is off the pay-per-view due to injuries. We don't have any details past the injuries. We're, um, we're believed to have happened in a recent match in Mexico. No word on how long he'll be out. What are you doing um, in Mexico, you fud? Stop it. <coughs> You're getting injured. Yeah. He's excellent. <coughs> yeah, I mean, 
he probably would have been a shoe in for me to have won the uh, Casino Battle Royal. Yeah. I was very surprised to see that he wasn't in it, but Penta mm-hmm. is. Um, but yeah, um, speedy recovery, Ray Phoenix, because he's legit one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Absolutely. AEW have announced a new weekly show called Rampage that will air on TNT on Friday night, right after SmackDown, which will debut on August the 13th. They also announced that Dynamite will be moving to TBS in January of 2022. TNT will also air four annual wrestling specials throughout the year. Speaking on Rampage, uh, Tony Khan said, um, Turner asked at one point if I wanted to do three hours of Dynamite, uh, when a third hour came up, I said that I believe in doing it on another night. This time slot is good for the fans to keep a great night of wrestling fresh on Friday nights. I promise Rampage will not be a secondary show. It will be the equivalent of Dynamite. Khan has also compared the four annual wrestling specials on TNT to Saturday night's main event. Oh, exciting times. This is this is a um, <clears throat> huge, 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 huge news. Um, yeah. Also, just to, I'll read the next um, little news bit just because I, I meant to put it together and I didn't. <laughs> um, but um, Mike jo- Johnson from PW Insider added to this uh, saying that AW is receiving in the area of an eight-figure payday from Warner Media because of the move. Because um, obviously they had that TNT time slot locked in and TNT won the NH- NHL deal, which no one saw coming. Mm. Um, and uh, Khan said it would have had to have been a good deal for AW to move, and it seems like he's done a fucking very good job of that. Yeah, because Jesus, he's got a new TV show, full annual specials, and a shit ton of money. Um, That's the kind of guy you <laughs> want to take with you when you go to like a market. You've got to haggle. Yeah, like <laughs> fair, fair play. Like a, a lot of people like say a lot of shit about Tony Khan, but fuck me, he's a good businessman. Oh mate, that. yeah, 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 absolutely. Jesus That's Christ, um, and also, he, also he's right because he's done a fucking great service to the fans there. Yeah, like the the thing I love about Dynamite, like, is because it's two hours. I'm always left wanting more. Yeah, but the thing I hate about Raw is that it's three hours. It's, it's so an I hour don't, too long. There's no more desire to want more, mm. and also it's shit. But like, the, the <laughs> when even when it was good, like the three hours was too much. Um, mm. Now the the kind of the caveat to that is it's going to be airing directly after SmackDown. Yeah. So while I've just said I didn't like three hours of Raw, <laughs> if I can have two hours of SmackDown and then an hour of AEW afterwards, yes. That's fucking awesome. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, they've they've also uh, obviously a lot of people were kind of going, oh, TNT titles a bit stupid now. Yeah, they're not going to change that. Um, <laughs> and the reason being because the show's called Dynamite. And TNT is fucking dynamite. Dickheads. ACDC told us that. I mean, it has got the <laughs> TNT channel logo on, but. What what might be cool is if they exclusively defend that belt, like have that as like the most championship rampage. Yeah. Oh, for, oh I see. Well. Yeah, yeah. That's like, a good shout. You can still defend it on the pay-per-view. You can still defend it on Dynamite, but they can have it as like the do what they've been doing with Darby Allen's like run recently where he like main evented like I think it was like four or five episodes of Dynamite on the bounce defending cool. the belt. Yeah. And yeah. Do, do that where 
the main events of every episode of Rampage, unless unless it's something else bigger, have it being like an open challenge to the TNT title. Yeah. And then, because Cody said he wanted that TNT title to be just as important as the world title. That's the mm. way you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Great stuff. Yeah, that's that's huge news. Really, really cool. Um, yeah. So they'll have four I mean, shows. Gonna... Dark, Dark Elevation, Dynamite, yeah. Rampage. But the thing is, though, with Dark and Dark Elevation, they, they're using them kind of as a way to just get the talent like a bit more, like sh- more of a showcase. So I actually watched Dark for the first time in a while this, this week because I'd heard that Cal Jack was on it and then friend of the podcast, Cal Jack, wasn't on it. So I was sad. Um, <laughs> but he's been moved to Dark Elevation, so that's quite cool. Okay. Um, but um, one thing that was cool was that it was like there was indie guys that I'd never heard of before that were getting a bit of exposure to. I was like, oh, okay, that guy's quite cool. Yeah. yeah. But also there was guys like, even like tag team wrestlers who you wouldn't normally see wrestling singles matches, having singles matches. Okay. So it's a good it's a good way to showcase what some of these guys can do. Yeah. And then at Dark Elevation, again, they use that as a way, kind of like kind of like the difference between NXT and main roster. So yeah. I've been using that as a way to kind of solidify talent a bit more and like add a bit more layers to them. Right, right. Um, right. Getting them ready for TV essentially. Yeah, like to to look at Dark, for example, and Dark Elevation, someone who's absolutely massively benefited from that is the acclaim. Oh, really? Because they they tried that rapping gimmick there and then they realized it was like getting over from the fans in the crowd and like, okay, right. yeah, we're gonna keep doing this. And then it got like a bit of a groundswell, and now it's like they're one of the most overacting AW. Awesome. That's reason enough for uh for yeah, to to, to watch that thought sort of thing. Um, like you say, <clears throat> a good proving ground. Um, and also the commentary team is incredible. Who's the commentary team in Dark Is it Paul White in, in Dark, Dark well, Elevation? No, no, not in Dark Elevation. Dark, sorry. Dark Elevation is oh, okay. uh, Paul White and Shivani, and they're yeah. okay together. Dark is just Taz and Excalibur fucking around. And then every now and again, especially now he's injured, Ricky Starks is part of it permanently as well. Oh, awesome. So the, there was a match where it was just literally... Ricky Starks and Excalibur taking the piss out of Taz and Taz getting more and more wound up. It's <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Taz had like red and glitter on his face. <laughs> and he was getting really angry about it. <laughs> Moving on, Fightful has confirmed some, uh, some of the locations and vague dates planned for AEW Full Gear. The current plan is for AEW to run Rampage live Friday night before AEW Full Gear. Uh, which will air on Saturday. Uh, they've been able to confirm that both shows are set to take place in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, though they haven't heard uh, of which venues they will be in specifically yet. Nice. Um, the first full game was in St. Louis, so that's quite cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm hoping they bring back Saturday night pay-per-views because I'm not oh. enjoying it. Not enjoying AW doing Sunday night ones because it's just nah. like, oh, man. Well, you, you don't it's make it till late with work, but then work on Monday as well. Yeah, well, that's it. So Saturday's always better for me for a pay-per-view anyway. And I, I just I just liked it. I just thought it was nice. That's just nice, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so that'll be nice to come up. But also I like the idea of do, them doing full gear as like the go home show almost like almost like the pre-show 
or like the final sort not full gear so rampage rampage like yeah. Go, go. yeah um, like sunday night heat used to be to like the pay-per-views on sunday yeah but if if tony's saying it's going to be the same as dynamite they'll have, they'll possibly have like something that would have potentially been like the pre-show match right because aw do some fucking awesome pre-show matches like anyway yeah yeah like it, it is usually just a match that was going to be on the card that they've gone yeah, we can't really fit that on, so we're gonna get we're gonna get everyone yeah. dead excited and put that on the pre-show, rather um, than just putting any old drivel on there for the sake of having a match rather, on the pre-show, rather than having Sheamus come out and get his coat stolen by Ricochet. Uh, <laughs> fucking shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> rather, rather than WWE in recent months just throwing some random fucking shit on and go, oh yeah, that's a pre-show. <laughs> like they, like for example, the last um. The last two, I think, was one was uh, John Silver versus Orange Cassidy, which ended up being all. Oh no, that was meant to be, and then that got moved up. Right. Um, one was Serena D versus Alison K for the NWA Women's Title, which was awesome. And I can't remember what the other one was that was recent, but it was also very good. Either either way, they they have some very good pre-show matches, so if they can kind of do keep that momentum going, even. Yeah. Even say a match that they were going to do on the pay per view, but they were we're actually going to put it on rampage instead. It, mm-hmm. it works, yeah. But yeah, very same. Um, moving on to some more injury news. I don't know why I didn't put all these together. Um, <laughs> AW tweeted that Austin Gunn will be out eight to ten weeks. No news on the nature of his injury, but um, he was written off TV by getting murdered by Anthony Agogo, <laughs> which like was literal murder. Um, did he do just punch he, him in the guts he, he literally won with three punches wow <laughs> he punched it, like uh, so Austin Gunn drop kicked him in the corner and then a go-go just punched him in the stomach <laughs> and then Austin Gunn got down and then he, as he's like getting back up a go-go does it again and he did a really cool shot like he must have had a blood capsule or something mm-hmm. where he like spat blood out over um, a go-go's face wow I had a go-go just like wiped it off and looked at his hand and grinned and then like popped him up and just like punched him in the face. Jeez. One by, by TKO. They built Anthony a go-go like an absolute monster. Don't care for the UK versus USA stuff. That can get the fucking C. Yeah. Um, I, I, take cool. it you, I take it you feel that way as soon as you deleted the Union Jack emoji I put next to Anthony Agogo. Yeah, get the... nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> no time for that pish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, when I was on a Tom Clark's main event last week they asked me about it and I was like yeah I was going to come with the Air Union Jack painted on my face but thought it could have been overkill <laughs> not about that life <laughs> not a, yeah I, 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 I just don't care <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I probably hate this country more than you guys do at this point <laughs> <laughs> Next up, AEW Games have tweeted, we are pleased to announce that we are now accepting submissions for participants to join our AEW Elite GM closed beta. Together, we can ensure that our game meets the vision and standard of both wrestling and GM fans alike. Uh, Aubrey Edwards has also revealed that there will be a multiplayer mode, which will include both ranked and casual. Oh, yes. Yes, please. I'm so excited for this. Like, Have, the, have we signed WCM- up for the beta? Have you signed up? I for have. It? Good. I have. Well, as long as one of up? us has. I haven't, but I will. Yeah, because it's, it's just a mobile game, so. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's oh. a mobile game, so, so we can all do. Oh, yeah. right. Wow, fuck it. I'll sign up now. Yeah. Um, it, it formally takes like two minutes. Uh, 
yeah, she she posted um some video footage of it on her uh, YouTube last night. It was like a three minute video. It looked really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's got like cartoon cartoony avatars of like the wrestlers. Uh, you've got to buy like your roster, so you've got to really think it through. And then you go and head to with the head to head. It looked like you you're basically booking you like GM mode from him from up up down down. You're booking your show against theirs. Quality. Um, and you'll you'll do like a draft um as well. And uh, then they've got like animation a- animated finishes, but it's kind of like um sort of like WWE All Stars Battlegrounds, like over the top oh, cartoon okay. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they show me Darby Allen doing the coffin drop, and he turns into a coffin and lands on someone. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, it, it looks really fun. I'm really excited for it. You can also customize your avatars um, as well, so you can create a wrestler on there, which, again, that's cool. Yeah. I I, I think they're, f- they're fucking geniuses for doing this, like yeah. the way they've done it. Right, Every, I've signed up for the beta. Said, <laughs> I've just done yeah, it now. They said ev- <laughs> everyone asked for a GM mode, so we're going to give them a GM mode. Quality. Yeah, fair play. Fair yeah. play. Um Shall we move on to some rest of the world? Rest of the world. So, um, a more, even more injury news. Eddie Edwards is set to be out for two to three months due to appendicitis. Uh, he had surgery on Monday. Um, and it, this couldn't have come at a worse time for Eddie Edwards. It's, it felt like he was like being kind of groomed to be the next guy to face Kenny Omega after Moose. Um, ah. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Finn just beat uh, Kenny and the Good Brothers on Impact on um, Under Siege, sorry. Yeah. And then the next day, turns out he's got his appendicitis. So uh, get well soon, Eddie. Absolutely. I've never had appendicitis, but I'm told it's absolutely horrible. I have, and it's fucking grim. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, get well soon. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Impact Champion, one Kenneth Omega versus Andrade El Idolo has been made official for Triple Mania 29. The match will take place on the 14th of August. Oh, yeah. We are absolutely doing a watch-along for that. You best believe. Yeah, I'm it's excited for Especially because it's free. Yeah. yeah. They put it on, like, the YouTube and the Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Giving just, that it's away just... on free TV. That's mental. Not even free TV. Just on the internet. The... I, well, I, I don't know if they're going to do it this time, but in previous years as well, they've let you... Um, they do a Twitch like let, stream along. Yeah, they let you co-stream it on Twitch. So you could just display it on your Twitch? So we could literally put it on our Twitch with our reactions underneath oh. and the, ma- the match in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they do that this year. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I, it, another match they've announced as well is a um, champion versus champion match. Um, Diana Perrazzo. Obviously, Impact Women's Champion versus um, Fabio Apache, who's the uh, AAA Women's Champion. Awesome! That'll that'll be a fucking banger as well. Um, yeah, boy. Sticking with Impact and Kenneth of Omega, uh, Fightful have revealed that Don Callis is no longer listed on Anthem Sports and Entertainment's website as an Impact Wrestling Vice President. Speculation amongst talent that Fightful spoken to with uh, spoken with even is that Don Callis' <laughs> role within Anthem has changed or is significantly changing. Fightful spoke to talent Saturday afternoon who were led to believe that Callis would continue serving in an on-screen role and they're working to find out exactly what the change is. Well, they've actually found out now. Um, they've been told that Callis 
as of late, had seemingly reduced his duties as it pertains to impact with Scott Demore leading the charge within the company. They also, um, Fightful then also added, I think it was yesterday, um, a time recording, so Thursday, um, that they've confirmed Don Callis is no longer an executive in any capacity within Impact Wrestling and Anthem Sports. Um, as noted earlier this week, Callis is expected to reign an on-screen role with Kenny Omega wherever he goes. The two were only at the first day of Impact Wrestling's recent tapings, filmed the content, and then were not there for the remaining three days um, because of Dynamite. Um, most talent that were that they've spoken to said the move doesn't come as a surprise, and Scott Demore has led things pretty well since the beginning. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a, well. I'm surprised to a degree about this because um, Don Callis has really kind of been the driving force behind Impact becoming good mm. again. Yeah, like yeah. he kind of pulled it out of the doldrums, and he brought in guys like the Lucha Brothers and. Brian Cage, um, Sammy Callahan as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ed made Eddie Edwards a big deal. Uh, he 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 basically kind of like pulled pulled them out from like being on the brink of complete and utter destruction to really getting them, getting them to where they are now, where they've got a talent agreement with New Japan and um, AEW and AEW. So mad. fair play. <laughs> yeah, um, but that being said, it seemed. It seems like he's gone from doing a lot of work to hardly any work and having a lot more fun with his managerial role of Kenny Omega, where <laughs> you mean, just look at some... Go on. I was going to say, you look at some of the stuff he's done in the last couple of weeks with Kenny and he looks like he's just having a blast. <laughs> Which is fair play. Like you like you say, you come in, you kind of you take the company to what it is now, where they were kind of on a scrap heap, if you like, and you bring up... Um, and portray those characters that are kind of the, the the peaks that they are at the moment and, and managing that deal with likes of AEW and New Japan, you can kind of say, all right, I'll put my feet up now. I'll just have a bit of yeah. a laugh. Like you've and, and you've got someone there like capable hands, like you say, like Scott Demore, who many have said has kind of led the charge since the beginning anyway, or has been leading things pretty well since the beginning. Um yeah. Yeah. Scott Scott Demore as well. Um I can't. Remember. I think it was the. Um, I think it was Anson and Gallo said that literally within ten minutes of them getting released, he was on the phone to them like sorting out an impact deal. Really? So, yeah. Um, so I imagine he's probably done the same thing this year as well with the, with the releases. Um, I, also, he's obviously behind um, Impact doing the slam of air. So he's like, oh, he's gonna show up. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Have, have you seen anything that these put out last night by any chance? No. They did. They, they, they getting getting cheeky, getting cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously the first one they were like teasing a card or a nice one all kinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad bastards. Um, <laughs> and this one they teased the Forgotten Sons. Um, okay. Obviously Steve Cutler's girlfriend, um, Diana Peraza, works for the company. Um, oh, is that his girlfriend? Yeah. Oh. Um, they also teased the Iconics, which was basically the Iconics logo they put up on the screen. Really? Yeah. It was, there, was, there was no subtlety at all. It was like a pink <laughs> eye and a blue eye next to each other. Um, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, they put the, the actual yes on the screen. They're, they're just doing it for like, who for could lo- show up? Sort of thing. <laughs> for lols. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got a theory about Mr. Bryan, which I'll get to in a, at some point. Um, okay. And... Um, 
they also threw up the Bullet Club logo. Now they've already got uh, El Fantasmo from Bullet Club appearing in Impact. And Bullet Club alumni, Kenny Omega and um, the Good Brothers. No. So, and also um, one of one of the leader of Bullet Club's best mates, um, David Finley, is it currently an impact? So, oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Jay White shown up. Be at this point, <laughs> I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, like, because they've got they've had some pretty big names from New Japan showing up, and they're, they're still teasing it. I think that I think they're kind of doing the bait and switch. The the Obviously, playing up the WWE releases, and I think yeah. we're, we're guaranteed to see Chelsea Green. She's like pretty much a lock in, I think, to yeah, yeah, show yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe shown up. I wouldn't either. Because of his history with the company. Yeah. And he's obviously good friends with Scott Demore as well. Mm. Um, I'd love to see I'd, Joe back in Impact. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah. really cool. Love to see Joe versus Moose. Oh, yes. Big old hoss fight. Hossy, um, hossy, hossy. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- just for the, f- I think that they're, they're leaning more into the WWE thing. So then when guys come from Japan and they've had a, they've had a steady flow in the last like sort of like three months of guys from Japan, like yeah, working there or seasons where they even, even like before all this, they had Taiji Ishimori show up mm-hmm. representing Bullet Club. Um, as he was like a former X Division champion. So who knows? Yeah, man. Who knows? Speaking of New Japan, uh, they've announced on, and this 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 is huge, huge news, on May the 4th, night two of wrestling Dontaku in Fukuoka, uh, Will Ospreay sustained a neck injury, and as a result, Ospreay will not be participating in the next series events and will be instead returning to the UK for treatment and rehabilitation there is no timetable for Osprey's return at this time. And as a result, his IWGP World Heavyweight Championship will be vacated. Further announcements on the status of the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship will be made at a later date. There will be a show on the 24th of May and the card will be announced shortly. That's huge. He's only had it like, what, six weeks? Two months. Yeah. yeah. Get well soon, um, Osprey. Absolutely, yes. Um, yeah, but it does suck. Um, I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the title mm. because it, it's it sounds like they're going to be doing a tournament because like they've got um, a lot of guys who actually work in New Japan are throwing the name in the hat like, oh, I'll I'll be champion, I'll be champion. <laughs> um, Minoru Suzuki just put a picture up saying, I can take that off your hands. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to fucking argue with them. I don't know Definitely if they will. not. Definitely um, not. <laughs> I mean, it's pro- it probably end badly if they did. Um, you've got Jay White, who'd be a, a credible contender. Kota Ibushi, some people said, probably, not unjustly lost it, but probably was too soon from two loser. Um, mm. They've, they did the little bit of a tease that it might be um, they might do Shingo and Tanahashi for it, which would be Ooh, a very lovely little match. They they had an absolute fucking barnstormer earlier in the year for the Never Open Weight title. Yes, um, so I I wouldn't be averse to that. Uh, I I wouldn't mind them doing a tournament to be honest. That'd be cool. Yeah, 
But also another thing which we can't rule out. Can't, is can't. just address the elephant in the room. <laughs> Kenny Omega. That's it. Like that. It felt like they were teasing that they were going to do something with it. Like obviously New Japan have been more willing to kind of work with AEW. They had them um, Moxie defend the US title on um, Dynamite two weeks ago against Yuji Nagata. Yeah. Um, like what? What if? What if Kenny goes the other way? Kenny goes over there. Kenny shows up in New Japan in the tournament. Someone Kenny, gets someone gets taken out of the tournament, battered backstage. You don't know who it is. It's Kenny. Not even in the end. Not even that. The way New Japan do this shit, they'll ju- they'll just have like a mystery person in the match. Oh, they'll just they'll just literally have like a mystery person and be like, okay, this this is gonna happen. Um, I I mean. It'd certainly be compelling, but then it would also mm. you'd 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 almost like again because we're talking about the way like the book and Kenny, you'd almost guarantee that Kenny's gonna win that. Yeah, 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 hands down. Um, which is fine because this this belt collector runs insane. Like it's yeah, it's so it's so good. Love more hate him. Like he's he's doing so good with it. But mm. yeah. Um, there's there's been a little bit of a, a little bit of teasing as well between a feud of Jay White and Kenny Omega, so maybe maybe there's a bit of smoke to that fire. Uh, speaking of um, New Japan talent, um, Fit Finley recently said on the Briscoe and Bradshaw podcast, which I didn't know Joe Briscoe and Bradshaw had a podcast. <laughs> Nor did I. That's news. To that sounds that sounds random as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He said that his son David is interested in coming to WWE. Uh, he's currently half of Finjuice, who lost their Impact Tag Team Championships this week yeah. to Violent by des- Design. And he's also currently feuding with Switchblade Jay White in New Japan for the Never Open Weight Championship. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, he's a very, very talented guy. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they might struggle to find something for him to do in WWE at the moment. Yeah. A loaded roster. Maybe, maybe I'm going to NXT UK. Um, good shout. But yeah, it's very, very good. See what happens. Um, mm-hmm. Finn, Finley basically said, "Oh yeah, we'll have to sit down and have a talk when he get when he gets back. He's currently quarantining in Japan because I, he didn't explicitly say, but he pretty much alluded to the fact that um, David Finley and Jay White both have COVID." Oh really? Um, yeah, he said he said a lot of the um a lot of like the New Japan roster who worked that show uh ended up testing positive. Uh, was kind of news to everybody. Uh because right, they right. New Japan had said it was like seven or eight people. Um but yeah, he he'd also um <clears throat> he'd also said that uh that they like basically got to the airport and were about to fly to America and then got told they had to turn around and go and quarantine for a week. So Shit. either they've either they've tested positive or they've uh, just been told they had to quarantine like self-isolate. Uh, but yeah. Uh moving on. I adds credence to my theory that uh, Jay White showed up in Impact though, if he was on the way to America with David Billy, <laughs> who's wrestling yeah. for Impact. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> War. It's going to happen. Do it. 
Uh, MLW's first round draft plays took place uh, this past Thursday on the 20th of May. Uh, within that draft were Marshall Von Erich, uh, Ross Von Erich, Gino Mandina, King Muertes, and Davey Richards. MLW's first show back with fans will take place in the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia on July the 10th. The ECW Arena. Oh, my God. Like, oh, is that where it is? Yeah, and they're, and they're literally saying that, like, oh, yeah, and uh, I can't remember his fucking name, though. Uh, basically, I'm gonna just, I'm just going to call him Dario Cueto because that's what his real fucking name is. <laughs> uh, Dario Cueto from Lucha Underground, a.k.a. Aztec Underground, Azteca Underground, mm-hmm. said that he's building a new temple and they'll see you in Philly, and then they announced that. Ah. If, they, if they make the fucking Azteca Underground temple, the ECW Arena, they're fucking geniuses. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. They're absolute geniuses if they've done that, because <laughs> that's like, it, it's a similar side building, like the Lucha Underground temple is basically like a... It was like a sound studio, like yeah, stage yeah, yeah. in yeah. Um, LA, and it looked it looked awesome. It looked it looked like a sort of like an abandoned warehouse mm. um, or an abandoned factory, almost like it had like the bleachers, and then yeah, they had like the little office block, and there was all just like pipes everywhere and shit like that. Yeah, I've seen so, what it looks like. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> so if they do that in the CW arena, that's so good. That's so so good. <laughs> I am so excited. I'm so so excited for this. I, I also them, them, it feels like they kind of go going whole hog on the Lucha Underground thing. Like they've changed Mil Muerta's name to King Muerta's now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> um, speaking of um, promotions getting fans back, uh, Ring of Honor also announced they will have fans back for their Best in the World pay view, which will be on July the 11th. Uh, it'll be held in Baltimore, Maryland, and we'll be following all COVID precautions as the Maryland Athletic Commission is basically f- making them go through. Uh, so I believe that's going to be like pretty much what, um, like the pods and yeah. all that, and twenty uh, percent capacity. And mm-hmm. uh, they've also said they plan on having fans back for their survival of the fittest tournament and the women's championship tournament through the summer. Um, nice. So yeah, Survival of the Fist, their version of King of the Ring, basically. Okay. Um, when it gets a title shot of their choosing. Cool. And um, <clears throat> if I remember rightly, I'm pretty sure they do like they do it like triple threat matches instead of like singles matches. Oh, sweet. Um, whether cool. they'll do twist. that. Yeah, whether they'll do that differently this time. Uh, the women's championship tournament, they've already announced some pretty cool people in it. Um They've announced the women's wrestler. I've, I've been following on Twitter, but I've not really, I've not seen a wrestle until they put the match up called Max the Impaler. And oh my, she's awesome. <laughs> she, she's literally like a Mad Max character. I'm looking her so, up now. <laughs> she come she comes out with like a predator mask on. Jesus um, wept. Yeah, she's got like black face paint on like round the like round the head. Um, and she's a fucking unit as well. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, I, she looks like she'd absolutely eviscerate you. <laughs> yeah, she she's my awesome. pick to win the to win the uh, Ring of Honor Women's <clears throat> Championship, and you bring it back. Quality. Um, apparently, she had a few that Abaddon on the Indies as well, which I might need to check out. Um, nice zombie versus a um, <laughs> Mad Max character. <laughs> <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> Right. Witness me. 
<laughs> and finally, uh, ending on uh, some New Japan news. New Japan legend uh, Satsoshi Kojima will be making his Impact Wrestling debut next week. Kojima has uh, seen his fair share of historic accolades, including being the first wrestler to hold New Japan's IWGP Heavyweight Championship and All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Championship simultaneously. Uh, also, he is only he is one of only three stars, uh, the other two being uh, Keji Muta and Shinya Hashimoto, um, to have held the IWGP Heavyweight, the Triple Crown, and the NWA World Heavyweight Championships concurrently. Yeah, um, big deal. Very big yeah. deal. He also yeah. loves bread. <laughs> loves he, bread? He fucking loves bread. Like, he, he, he literally says he's the leader of the bread club. He tweets about bread all the time. Like, he's, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he bakes, like, he bakes his own. Brilliant. And it's like, it's like a hobby, but he's, like, proper, like, obsessed with it. Like, it, it like, rules his <laughs> timeline more than anything else. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, but back to actual Kojima, he's fucking awesome. Like, yeah. His match with Kenta at Wrestle Kingdom this year was great, um, and he, he's, he's just great. He's, he look he looks awesome as well. Um, Sweet, looks in great shape. Um, he he did he put a picture on his Twitter about it from because obviously like they taped this like a while back, um, like they they, they, they did the tapings for these like back in April I think. Yeah. So um, he put a Twitter picture of him. Um, at, in, at the impact taping, tapings, but it was for, it was actually when they were recording the go home show for Slammiversary. Oh, so I don't know if that means he's going to be on Slammiversary. Um, oh. Yes, yeah, so I remember him now. You say it. I've just looked him up. I was like, oh yeah, that guy. I remember his match against Kenta. Got the shit out of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's just yeah, <laughs> just brutal. I remember thinking, oh Christ, poor Kenta, I'm trying to cave your chest yeah. in. <laughs> Cancer gives as good as he gets. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Kick Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson so hard he went deaf. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's yeah. the news. That was that that's was a chunky, chunky episode. Meaty, meaty news. Meat, meat, meat. Cover that motherfucker in gravy. That's it. <laughs> Just listening, guys. On the side. <laughs> Thanks for joining us as always, guys. Very, very much appreciated. We will catch you next week for more wrestling uh, wrestling news from around the world. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.